This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Oh, 
If anyone has another request, I could uh, take that request. But otherwise, I was going to teach you a little share. And I was going to get a little shut-eye before davening because we got a early morning prayers and uh, Carlene go scream for a while. Can we do the Carlina Niggin or Solomon Niggin? That was a Carlina Niggin, yeah. It's a fun Niggin. Yeah, no, I mean, could you do the Carlina Niggin? You know, there's probably about... Uh, a little less Carlina Nigunim than Mojitz has Nigunim. So, what is the Carlina Nigun? Not sure what that means. You mean the, the, the one everyone sings at like weddings, like, you mean that? What do you think? I think call I have stuff, stuff, maybe. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I'm not doing coax stuff right now, I'll fall asleep or something. Okay. The one that's like like very fast. You, you that's the one we sing. Table. That's the one we sing when we uh, when we march a chosen to the ufruf. And Bresov like thinks it's their nigga now. They added mitzvah gedai That song's about a two hundred year old Carliner nigga. Hey, Scott Stone in the house with his son there. I guess looks like you. Is that your boy? That's my boy, Arye. Amazing. There's my boy, Moishi, behind me. Hey, guys. Just got. We just got back from the Carlina party, which has been... You drink 96% alcohol in a hot, spicy punch that's almost impotable. Wow. But you drink it anyway. How do you do this at 3.15 a.m.? That's what I was wondering. 3.30. That's what I'm telling you. We were drinking that punch, man, and the rest is history. How do you not? I just benched. I I just benched at two thirty in the morning. I'm I'm going to be flashing for shachris. <laughs> so, okay, I'm putting this thing down. Let me teach you guys a little share, and then I'm going to get some sleep. Moshe, uh, hopefully, I'll enjoy this. Can you put this place down? Oh, it's so nice having Moshe with me right now. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like barely holding on to dear life here. Oh my gosh. This is the first time I've given a class inebriated, I think. So it'll probably come out pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Fulvi, thank you so much for texting that. That's amazing. We have this amazing group of guys in, in Lakewood. Just did the possibility in Lakewood. Oh, um, thank you, Volvi. That was a righteous maneuver. Righteous. So I'm just raising the Facebook uh, Facebook crowd a little bit in the height so they don't see my the top of my computer. Except I killed it. Oh my gosh. I totally killed it. Oh gosh. What have I done? Oh my gosh. Oh wait, I think I saved it. Yes, I saved it. I think. 
Okay, good. Okay, so here's the share, guys. Not that I have not that I have anything to say to you that you don't know more than me. Because, I mean, obviously, can you not play the guitar right now? Um, but we can light some incense here. Hey, where's my what? Moshi, did you see a big stick of sage here? Oh, I know it is. Oh, it's in my guitar case. Can you get out that sage from my, my guitar case? I need your reckles on my guitar case. That's That guitar should leave this room, actually. Okay, here we go. Um, so it's like this. There's something that you all have to realize that is uh, particularly powerful. And that is the, the meat of Hod. Hod is Thanksgiving, okay? And, uh, and obviously this is Hanukkah and it's about, you know, we're doing everything we're doing, all this lighting and everything we're doing and the Shevach and the Hidaya is all, it's all Kedei Lahoydais. Kedei Lahoydais. We're doing all this to give Hodaya, yeah, to be Lahoydais. So we, we just need to get into this word of Thanksgiving a little bit. So first of all, Thanksgiving means to recognize the source. Like, for example, if, uh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to burn a little uh, sage here. Hope you guys can smell it. Just open the window. So the, um, if, if, for example, you saw my son hand me the sage. So if I thanked, Elisha, who's on the screen here for the sage that my son handed me, you know, that'd be a little off because he handed me the sage, not this guy on the screen. So what does it mean to give thanks? It means you're recognizing the source of what you receive, right? You're recognizing the source. And when you recognize Hashem, you're recognizing the source of everything. And we are named Yehuda. We got the name Yehuda as the recognizers of the source. No matter what tribe you were from, eventually we were all called Yehudim. Like Mordechai Ishimini was the first person ever called Yehudi. Ish Yehudi He wasn't from Yehuda. So, so basically, the um, so basically the. The uh, the Jewish people are named for Thanksgiving. And that's what we do. We recognize the source. Now, check this out. There's a term called resonance. Resonance means that you are vibrate. There's something called vibrational resonance. It means, it means you resonate with someone. Like, you know, like if someone was bullied, he'll have a vibrational resonance that bullies will find that person. You know, the bully will just find them. And someone who's... You know, there's certain people that bring up the energy at your simcha, and you like really want them to come to your simcha because they bring up the energy. Like Eli Natan brings up the energy. So, if you're someone like Scott Stone's the guy, you want at your kiddish period. But there's other people like you're not so upset that they slept in, you know, because they're vibrationally, they're vibrationally heavy. So, we want high vibration, and and so. So what happens is the word, so, so what happens is vibrations connect to other vibrations. Meaning if you play the note on this guitar, the A, it vibrates at 440 oscillations. 
it vibrates at 440 oscillations per second. And you can actually watch it vibrating at 440. If you look closely at the strings, if you look closely at the strings, you'll see that the string is vibrating at 400. Sorry, look at the string. You'll see it vibrating one second. I really shouldn't be doing this right now. I'm like totally compromised in my motor skills, but check this out. See that thing? See that thing vibrating? Doesn't it look like two lines? You know why it looks like two lines? Because at 440 oscillations per second, you're looking at the parameters, the two edges, but it's actually moving at 440. Now, if I were to play a resonant string, like this A string, which is 880 oscillations per second, it will make the 440 string start to vibrate. It'll actually skip this string in the middle. I have a string in the middle, it will skip, and it'll cause this one to vibrate. And this one will cause this one to vibrate. So that's called vibrational resonance. And you have your own vibrational resonance. And the, actually, the Possible Use Seminar is built entirely on the transformation of vibrational, vibrational resonance. That you can actually transform the vibrations you have. Very simple techniques were involved in in the Possible Use to do that vibrational transformation. Now, the word for resonance, vibrational resonance in Hebrew, is, is the word tuhuda which is the same exact word as, you know, it's, it, the root is hod. So tuhuda is the, is the word for vibrational resonance. So anytime something's resonating with something else, vibrationally, it's, it's called tuhuda. Now, we're called yuhudim, and we have vibrational resonance with Hashem, obviously, that's the goal, is to be vibrating in Hashem's vibrational resonance. And how do you do that? Well, your entire body was given nerve endings to, to connect, meaning you have nerve endings in your eyes, in your ears, meaning for you to experience this, you have to use all these, all these parts of your body that re- reflect the world vibrationally. Not just sounds made of frequencies. There's frequencies of color. There's frequencies of taste. Yeah, you may notice that you buy light bulbs, LEDs today, and it'll say like 3,000 on it or 6,000. It's letting you know the vibration. And everything, meaning the 6,000 will be bright white and the 3,000 will be like warm light. And everything, everything's working vibrationally. So, so Hashem's creation is really made only of Hashem, and it's called His Elokus. That's what the whole creation's made of. And when you resonate with that, you're involved in what's called tuhuda. And let me explain it simply. This is all I really came to say, is that you've been thinking all this time that Thanksgiving is like good, attri- you know, good minos, it's good character to like give thanks, you know. Thanksgiving, it's like the right thing to do, recognize the source, or like the fact that the Jews are called Yehudin, the recognizers of source. That's all really nice. But what we're saying now is that being in hoda'ah, being in Thanksgiving, you're in a vibrational reality. You're in a vibrational resonance with Hashem. Why? Because everything is made 
of Hashem, Hashem is one. Well, one's the common denominator of 3,000. One's a common denominator of 6,000. 6,000 is 6,000 ones. 440 oscillations on the guitar is made of 440 ones. He's the one. That's why he's called Alufo Shalom. He's the Aleph, the one of the world. So when we say Enod Milvado, we mean Enod Milvado Mamish, meaning there's nothing but Hashem. Enod Milvado means there's really only Hashem. Well, how can there really only be Hashem when we have this physical world? So the answer is, is that the physical world is made of vibrations, which all physicists know and all Kabbalists know. And it's made vibrationally, this world. And so when I give thanks, I'm not just recognizing God as source like philosophically or some kind of conceptually. I'm actually involved vibrationally with Hashem in my hoda'ah. So like, for example, the Shabbos, when you'll be saying Nishmas, and you get to the words, We can't, we, we're, we're, there's, there's, I'm not going to translate in anachnu maspikim, but lahoi dois lacha, moidim anachnu lach, kadei lahoi dois, is that you're in vibrational frequency with Hashem all the time, and that's all there really is. No. When when you're involved with that, let me just mute everybody. Sometimes okay. something comes up. So when you're involved with that, when you're completely in your hoda'ah to Hashem, you're, you're involved in resonance. Because that's the word toda. That's the word tuhuda. Which is the same exact word. It's just shem Hashem. Like there's yehuda, right? Yud and he and vav. And dalad and he. And tuhuda is just tough. He, vav, dalad, he. It's just shem Hashem. But it's shem Hashem in resonance. And so while we're... So what are candles? So the candles are sending out light. Well, light's the source of the whole vibrational situation. You know, if you know physics, the whole world's made of light energy. So light's the source. Light's the source of our whole physicality. The whole world of, of, of Elokus is, is refracted light through the Oilamus, from the Orain Sof, the eternal light. And so you light the lights, Kedei Lahoydais, Yeah. We're, we're lighting the lights to get in vibrational frequency with that, with Kodesh Baruch Hu, which is Devekas, to be in Devekas with Hashem. You know, the first year, it says in the Gemara that it's a Shana Acheres. They were Kavu Chanukah. Why was it Shana Acheres? should have been the first year when the Nes happened because they didn't know that it wasn't just a one-time thing. They were like, we got our Nes, but how are we supposed to know? You know, it's meaning we know the nace, but how how do how did they know it was Hanukkah? The next year, all those Makubalim and the Anshikanes Gedoyle were like, "It's back! All the auras of the nace are back." Then they were Koivea. That's when they were Koivea Hanukkah when they saw that the light of the previous year wasn't just a one-time nace. It's set up for all time. It was the Nechama for Arnakoyin who was, you know, didn't have one of the Matnas Nesim, and Hashem consoled him by putting right there in Smichas Aparshas with the, with the, um, with the lighting of the, of the menorah. But it's the lighting of the menorah. Not, the, Arna Koyi could say, listen, I'm a Novi, like, there's going to be Chorban Abayas. And the, and the, and the answer is Chanukah menorahs all over the world. 
That's what it says in Meseches Shabbos and Hanukkah. It says that all the wicks you can't use on Shabbos that are also used on Shabbos for the reasons some of you know, um, you can use even the worst materials for Hanukkah. You can really just light a, shot, a flashlight for a half hour if you were camping. But the, it just has to be something that ends. So battery would end. So you don't have to let it end. You can just do it a half hour halachically. But the, the point is you can use anything. So the Baal Shem Tov says that, that, cause even in his day, there were people who were not, um, you know, lighting Shabbos candles. So he is saying things that are not, people who are not doing Shabbos lighting still light Hanukkah. Everyone lights Hanukkah. People are, people are like so far away. I know people, I know people married to Gentiles with Gentile children and they're lighting Hanukkah. You understand? Like they've like reinstalled, surgically reinstalled their foreskin, you know, and they're, and they're lighting Hanukkah candles, like for sure. And like, of course we're lighting Hanukkah. What's Pshat? So Pshat's like this, is those Hanukkah candles are a very nationalistic reality. They have to do with our saving our nation from the, from the uh, Greeks. And, and, you know, I know we're all very proud of Israel when, whenever we hear, you know, they have their own airline or <laughs> like, you know, we hear good news about the UAE or whatever those little countries are over there. So that Israel becomes, you know, we're proud of Israel, but we're lighting those lights every year because we're not going to stop until we get Besamekdash, until the coins lighting the menorah inside. We're lighting those lights because we're, we're not that proud of Israel. We, we, we are waiting to see the true Israel, the Israel of Emes, the Israel we're not. When you're at the Koisel, think about it. When you're at the Koisel, you're, four, you're on the other side of those rocks. How wide are those things? Like eight, six, eight feet. Eight feet away, you could be lynched. A hundred yards down Silwan Valley, you could be lynched. Fifty yards north towards the, the Muslim quarter, you could be lynched. And everyone's going to wave their like Israeli frags on in the, I call them Israeli flags, Israeli flags on Independence Day. You know, everyone's going to rave their Israeli flags on Independence Day. Like, like, yeah, we, we did it. You didn't do nothing, man. I'm an American. You know, I, I can drive from my house in LA 20 hours north and wind up in Canada. I can go 20 hours south and be surfing in Costa Rica. Like I can go. 30 hours east and just party with Americans everywhere I go. I like, don't call that freedom. Have a little pride. And that's shot that everyone lights those candles. Even if you've already lost your path with the Jewish people, you're like so far gone that you've made every wrong decision. Many are, which are irreversible. You light your Hanukkah candles because deep down we all dream of Klal Yisrael, of, of Knesset Yisrael, of Tiferes Yisrael, the splendor of Israel. And we all know that this stuff is like, what, Israel's great at high tech? Like, we're so proud of that. We're so proud. You know, but it's like, ugh, come on, you know, losers. Yeah. We're, 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 we're waiting for the day when the the pride of Israel, the Karen Yeshua, right? That's what we're waiting for. And that's the that's why everyone's lighting no matter what. Because deep in their hearts, they know that this is wrong. It's not supposed to be this way. 
we live in a backwards world. Olam afuch. It's olam afuch. So, v'zas Hashem. Ah, we should have an amazing, amazing eighth candle, everybody. This is where prayers get answered, man. They say, I heard today in the name of some great, well, I forget which one, one of the great rabbis, that you can, the tshuva you can do on Hanukkah, specifically Zeis Hanukkah, the eighth candle, you can do tshuva for things that have no tshuva. You can do tshuva for things that have no tshuva. Now, I know some of you are in America, so you're like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> it's like... What about lighting a bunch of candles lets me do tshuva for like, you know, like, come on, you know. So clearly there's some kind of meditation you're supposed to be doing in front of your candles. That's like very deep. Hey, Mazatav, Mazatav, Volvi. Was that kid born yet when I met you? Can I see your face a little bit? Oh, look at that baby. So beautiful. Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, oh my gosh, Pesach from uh, Pesach's joining. Okay, so anyway, that's my vord. Anyone have a question at this point? Alicia, I know you always have questions. Anyone have a question? If you're on, if you're on uh, Facebook, you can ask a question as well. I mean, you can ask pretty far out questions considering I have like no filters right now. I love you, Scott. Uh, no question? Okay, great. You don't have to ask a question. I'm going to bed. Oh, someone's waving their hand by you, Ellie. Not... Someone my, have a question? Is that my you? daughter wants to comment. What, what do you want to say? Uh, I love it. It's so nice. They love it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it takes one to... Hurry up so late. Hurry up so late. It takes one to know, and we've been at a party this whole time. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Send my love to my grandma. To your grandma? Grandma, yes. we love you. My grandma, her, their grandma lives in Yushalayim. Wait, her, Nick, I think I know Nicholas. Nicholas, do I know you? Did we meet or are we on something together? Oh, we've, we've, we've never met, but I, I became a big fan of, of uh, your teachings about six months ago. I found you on YouTube. And ever since, man, I, I have just been hooked. So this is my first time being on a Zoom call. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, in the United States. Uh, nice. Yeah, man. Amazing. It's great wow. to be here. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Hey, partner, hey. how you doing? Volvi, is that your son? What's your yeah. name, young man? What's your Yankee. name? Yankee. How you doing, Yankee? Good. Amazing. Good. Baruch Hashem. What's that other boy's name, Volvi? Show us that other boy. This is Avrami, my brother. Hey, Avrami. Hey. Okay. So, um, hey, Steve, what's up? Um. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Thank God, great, amazing. So let's. Uh, should I do another song? I mean, we just did a really rocking song, Nicholas. I wish you heard that song. Hit another. Should I hit another song? Okay. Yeah. You want to go to bed? You coming to dub with me? Feeling better now? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you feeling better? Bye, bye, Yeah. What sort of ballpark uh, of meditation are we supposed to have lighting the candles? Um, just keep it simple, you know, just, uh, you know, put your hands out, open your hands and and just, uh, I'm wishing. Oh, good. Oh, great. My, my neighbor's going to give a vort. Everybody, here's my neighbor. 
Shai, is it? Shai? How do you say your name? Shmaya. Shmaya, Everyone, this is Shmaya. I'll uh, send the mic up a little bit. Uh, Shia. Oh, you know what? Come sit, come sit. You'll, I'll interview him. Bring that chair. Uh, so uh, we're, on, we're also on Facebook up there. Moishi, I need a, I have a little technical thing. Yeah. Um, my, my, this plug is not doing anything up there. I don't know why. Maybe it should be back here. No. Make sure this thing's plugged in. Uh, this thing. One day, I'm just keep making sure Facebook doesn't shut off all of a sudden. Find its cable. It's probably got unplugged. So, everyone, this is Shmaya. Hi, everyone. Shmaya is a wonderful Jew. You guys, you got to realize what it's like in Yerushalayim. It's 3.45, 3.49 in the morning. I come into my parking spot, which is right outside this door. I rent the parking spot outside my studio. He's sitting in his parking spot. Um, learning the daf or whatever daf he was on, well, I forget what the section. They're in Kedushin with his chevrus in America at three, whatever in the morning. What's up, Pesach? Okay, so he's going to give you a little vort. Go ahead. Hi, hi everyone. My name is Shmaya Levi. I live here in Yerushalayim. Um, born and raised, right? Born and raised, yeah. yeah. Born and bred, yeah. In right yeah, here. No <laughs> invited. Um, Dessler in his Sefer called Mikhtam Eliyahu, he also has a translation in English called Strive for Truth. Um, he sees he speaks out a very interesting point. Why, but I'm thinking he actually asked the question. He says, Why does the why why do we have why do we have the the nace that Hashem did on Hanukkah? Hashem made a miracle on Hanukkah, he made the Hashemunayim find a a a, a um. You think of oil, the last the last pitcher of oil that was that was saved for not being tummy was a one little thing of oil that lasted for one day. Why couldn't he make them find oil for eight days? It takes <laughs> it takes eight days to make new oil. So just make them find oil that will last that will, that will actually last for eight days because it was enough amount for eight days. We'll take eight days of oil for this particular miracle, please. Yeah, why have one? And make that oil in a miracle that will stay last for remain for for eight days. Very strange. Why would Hashem do that? We know that Hashem doesn't he doesn't just do do miracles like that. He doesn't have miracles and just do it like that. He actually uses it when he has to, when he wants to. He doesn't he doesn't stop change nature. So so Dester speaks out a very interesting um uh, very interesting point. He says what did the Chashmonaim actually do on Hanukkah? What was their gvur? What was their amazing power they were able to, to show us? Right? So he speaks, he says, he writes, a, he says a very interesting thing. He says, Ari Yitzhara, usually when we fight a battle in our in a world, when we have, you know, in our, when we have emotions, we want to do something, when, what's, what's stopping us from doing the first step is because we're not going to get to the next step. We're not gonna, we know ourselves, and we know we're not going to get to the point B. So why even do point A? And that's where, that's where we, we, we fall. Because if we're going to do step A, the Kishbarach will give us a special siyat a special power to, do, to get to point B as well, even though it doesn't make sense, doesn't make any sense to us. <clears throat> Same thing as the Hashemunayim. The Hashemunayim, 
were a group of, I don't know, the most I heard were maybe there were 150, 150 people. Maybe. That's the most I heard. Right? Fighting against the strongest, the strongest uh, army in the world. Right? What made them do that first step? It made zero sense. It didn't make any sense to go to war. They knew they're not going to win. They knew they're probably going to get wiped out. It made zero sense to, to, to even start to begin with fighting. Mm. But they said, I have to go fight because the reason why I have to go fight because I need to get the Greeks out of here. The Greeks are, are a bad influence on us and I have to get them out of here. So what was the only step, the only thing they were able to do is fight them. I, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. You're right, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it anyways. Why? Because that's the only thing I could do. And what happened? They, they, they fought, they, made, they did the first step, and yet they won the war. Why? Because if we're going to just do that first step, even though the second step looks unreal, it's not going to come, we're not going to get to the second step, just do the first step because you will get to the second step. If you do the first step, you're going to get to the second step. Wow. And on Hanukkah... Right, now go back to the oil now. This sounds oh, like it's connected. Right, yeah. So what does Shem show the Hashemunayim by making one thing of oil last for eight days? He says, you, you change nature. You did something beyond nature, something that doesn't make sense to you. Logical, just doesn't make sense. Why we go fight? And you did it anyways because you said that's the only thing I will do. Hashem showed them I also going to do something that I don't have to do, but I'm going to change nature to show you guys love because I'm going to do the same exact thing. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to take something that doesn't make zero sense. I'm going to take one thing, little thing of oil, and it will last mm-hmm. you guys for eight days. And that's what Hashem was trying to show the Cheshmanoim on that in that miracle. Wow, I love it. That's a beautiful boy. Who'd you say that in the name of Hashem? I'm definitely, wow. I love it. I love it. Okay, anyone have a question before I rock out? You're going out? You're walking out? Bye, Moishi. Thanks for helping me get home. <laughs> there was a lot of 96 year olds. These are where my shul is in Meisher. In my shul in Mesh, I love you, Biwa. Beautiful kids. In my um, in my uh, shul, they 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 only drink. These guys like the Yerushalmi is like the neighborhood. You know, they drink grape juice for kiddush. And uh, but two times a year they drink alcohol. Is Purim and Zeis Hanukkah. This year we had to do it mukdam because tomorrow's Shabbos, but normally they wash before Shkia. Before Shkia. Tomorrow, like tomorrow, oh, like, the, like, like when like it's Masha, over. Like yeah, and they wash before Shkia and then drink a 96% alcoholic punch with spices and, and hot. It's served hot like tea. It's impotable. You can't even drink it. People are throwing up everywhere. I was speaking to a man in his 50s today. His son put him on the phone with me. He was throwing up and sobbing, just sobbing and sobbing. And I was just saying, push out all your tears. And all." And I was just crying, sobbing and throwing up. And it's a real purge. It's a purge. So what you guys want to do tonight is drink till you get to the point where you're going to throw up. Okay, Shlomi? And, and then just let it all go. And um, that's that's my advice for your meditation.
Ephraim. Okay. <laughs> you need to purge something here. And um, so anyway, so I'll do a little song. Peace out, people. Have a shark shock tomorrow. This guy yeah, with Hala. Yeah, I'm going to dive in also pretty early. Okay. Uh, thank you. Let's do another uh, song for Hanukkah. Here, I'll play a little song. <laughs> Your water. Oh my gosh. And, and please, everyone, think up a question if you have a question. And then I'm going to bed. I'll give you guys a chance. Hey, I'll that. ask you a question. Oh, Kavaris <laughs> Alicia, what do you got? So sometimes I wonder, you know, um, if, if we really beat the Greeks, you know, uh, I feel like to a large extent, they, they no, we really lost. won the war. <laughs> we lost badly. <laughs> it's such a, we've lost so horribly. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the fit, our, our utter failure is, is indescribable. You know, so what's your question? Why are we celebrating? <laughs> what's your question? Yeah, I mean, the question is, you know, who, who really won? You know, I mean, we, we survived, so I guess that's something. But, you know, there's a, 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 I think we're still very much influenced by, you know, their culture and their ideology. The only thing I can think of, Alicia, is that that the Jewish people have to have to bring the sparks back from uh, Greece. It's the only thing I can think of. You know, if, for example, if a Jew knows, let's say, uh, some Russian march song, yeah, and now it becomes a Shabbos song, and now we sing it all in the Vekas on Shabbos, so we've obviously raised the sparks of that particular song. And so, you know, I think you guys would consider me someone who raises the sparks of my background. 
you know. And I'm like, I speak Greek, you know. I don't mean literally language Greek, but you know, I'm 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 raising the sparks of my Greek background big time. And you want to know something? It's a different level of expression of uh, hodaya of. Think about it. <laughs> you know, a, a virtuoso violin player is playing, you know, playing the greatest, you know, it's, it's an Italian, you know, virtuoso playing violin on a, you know, a $3 million, uh, uh, whatever you call those violins, Stradivarius. And what happens is a four-year-old in the front row, and the four-year-old in the front row afterwards, his parents, you know, are front row people. So they have backstage passes and they get back there and the four-year-old says to the virtuoso on violin, he says, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so the guy who plays the violin is going to be like, yeah, that's nice coming from a four-year-old, you know, like, you know, what a cutie, you know, but you realize that someone who's a sophisticated music uh, connoisseur, who's the very sophisticated music connoisseur, who, who compliments him, that means a lot more than a four-year-old. You understand? So the more you know, the more you can give thanks from that place. You understand? The more you know about something, the, the greater your distinctions for creation. You know, like I know the distinctions on the different strings and the frets so I can play music. The, the more distinctions I have on that guitar, the greater I can raise it back to Hashem. And I'm embarrassed, you know, maybe I'm going to get, maybe I'm going to suffer in the next world that I never kept practicing so I could know even more distinctions on the guitar and play like some of the great players, you know, cause I learned the chords that basically make people happy and I stopped there. So the, um, but it's a great, you understand it's a greater expression of hodaya of vibration. You know, the more you understand of God's creation, which is made of vibrations, the more your vibrational hoda is in the creation. Understand? So the only thing I can answer, Alicia, and I think this was way more than you were expecting, is that is that we needed to be dipped in in grease, like a like a jelly donut. We needed to be dipped in grease in order to raise the hode higher. The hode, which means the vibration from the word two who does vibrational resonance, but to raise the thanks of God. Because thanks, thank you comes from knowledge. You know, someone who understands botany has a different level of thanks in the forest than we do. Someone who understands, you know, a bird watcher. You know, we're just like, you know, we're just hearing chirping. You know, and the bird watcher is like hearing this one and hearing this one and hearing that one and hearing this one. Pulling out their binoculars, they're like, there it is. You know, there's it's a different level of of hodaya. It's a different level of recognition. And, you know, Yaakov Avinu was Yoshev Aholim. He sat in tents, like, okay, you know, you're not distinguishing much. You're distinguishing spirituality, which is similar in a way to people in India. They, they, people in India know a lot of things about spirituality. The Himalayas, oh my gosh. Um, Alicia, remind me to go right back to this subject. Okay. Um, I just want to mention something interesting. I was thinking about God tonight. 
And I was thinking that maybe it wasn't such a great idea for him to allow spirituality out into the world beyond, beyond the, the, beyond the, you know, the prophecy of Torah, the actual nevuah of Torah. You know why? Because the people I meet who are involved in serious spiritualities who are not Jewish, you know, I'm talking like serious spiritualities. Oh my gosh, Alicia Bayman's coming on. Alicia, you must turn on your camera and say hi to me. So, and Neil, I'm still waiting for you to say hi. So the, uh, anyway, the, what happens when I speak to people who have covered major ground, like they've really, really invested in, in alternative spiritualities to Judaism. And then many of them are Gentiles. But when I have these discussions with them, they're just like, they're just like, you know, um, you know, they just think it's, you know, isn't that amazing how all the traditions have these truths inside them? And the answer is yes. It blows me away. It blows me away that Hashem is so big. And notice, notice most of the truths that the world has come from the Himalayas. Well, what's in the Himalayas? Well, you're on top of the world. You're in the highest mountains in the world. You're, you're with people with ancient, ancient shamanistic traditions that are, have been taught for thousands of years. They have their own like Gemara type intense logic that they learn in the Himalayas. And they understand very great secrets. And they, and they have a, uh, and they, I mean, you know, so, and they, they're, um, they're very, um, they know a lot of secrets about the world and they, they also um, get, and they have access to Devekas Elokus. It's not Devekas Shemavaya, it's Devekas Elokus. And amazing, uh, but what we're talking about is the, uh, just for those who don't know what that means, it's the world's been created by Hashem, which we have what's called the, the four letter name, Yud and Heim Vav and Heim, that's Shem Avaya. The world's been created by that. But, but if God, if all there was was God, before, before there was something, there was nothing, right? So, if all, so that nothing would create nothing unless it's God. So the world comes from nothing. Meaning, even if you're a top physicist in university, you what you do in theoretical physics is figure out what it is because it can't be nothing because nothing makes nothing, so it must be it's something, and so they have a, a department in every physics you know, every university called theoretical physics, which talks about what the nothing might be. They're really just staring at their belly button. And I've for Hashem over the years, I've had a lot of students in in Asia Torah who are amazing physicists, and they're so cute and they're. Total hippie, camper, rock climbing, mushroom eating trippers. You know, they're great. And they're, and these guys are like fully granted. I mean, they're making money because, because don't forget, theoretical physicists are the high priests of the secular world. You understand? We're not expecting every secular person out there on the street to know the underpinnings of his lifestyle, but we are expecting that the physicists are going to figure it out. <laughs> and what's really cute about it is you know in science we always say well they haven't figured that out yet you know you ever heard that nicholas you've heard people say, well they, they're they're developed you know they just haven't figured it out you know we always hear that so guess what you're only allowed to say that when there's been some development meaning meaning they can't be nowhere and you say they haven't figured it out you understand <laughs> but tell me i mean you guys tell me how far have they come now to understanding what the nothing is that created the something. How far along are they on there on the continuum of discovering what the nothing is? Yeah, Steve, uh, they've gotten quite some ways yet. 
How about, um, how about I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. How about nowhere? Like nothing. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to. The, it is nothing. So how, how much can you know about nothing? I mean, the only way you can know anything about nothing, you'd have to create an instrument of measure that goes beyond space and time to measure nothing. <laughs> and I wouldn't hold your breath for an instrument of measure that measures things outside space and time because the <laughs> instrument itself would have to be outside space and time, which means it doesn't exist. <laughs> the only thing I've ever seen that can possibly measure something outside space and time is, is, the, the only tool I've ever met for that is psychedelic medicine. And, the, but, but it's frustrating too, because you came back from the experience and you now know what's on the other side of space and time, except the problem is when someone asks what it is, you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, well, we're not going to get very far with this. Are we, you know, you're going to get just about as far as the physicists have gotten. You know, with this guy. So anyway, the bottom line is that that the um, is that 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 we don't know what it is, but it created this world. Well, what did it use to create the world? Well, if all there was was it, it used it to create the world. Think about it. If all you got is eggs. Well, then I guess the scrambled eggs you served up are made of the eggs you had before you served them up. So if all there was was God just some kind of consciousness. And that's all it is, is a consciousness. It's not made of space and time. It's consciousness. Just like, think about you guys, everyone here listening to this right now, you have a consciousness listening. Is there a you that's the observer? For sure. Oh yeah, where's that show up? Where's that in your head? Hey, Avi, where's that inside your, you know, where, where's that in the brain scan? Which neurons in charge of consciousness? How about none of them? None of them. They cannot find consciousness. It's the great mystery. Well, guess what? Since consciousness as you know doesn't exist physically well before there was something what was there nothing nothing exists physically except for consciousness because the whole world's made of consciousness we're inside the mind of god what you think you've been outside before you've never been outside yeah if you walked outside the room you're in right now and for those who are outside right now you're out you're not outside you're inside you're always inside the mind of god no matter where you go it was funny. I was dancing in Carlene tonight with some of these guys and they were smashed drunk. I mean, people were really drunk. And I think everyone forgot I broke my leg. I, I, they definitely forgot I broke my leg because I was holding people up for dear life. You know, like it was crazy the, the scenario that was going on out there in there. And by the way, I danced my heart out, danced and sang, jumping in with all these chassidim, hundreds of us. There was really over a thousand of us. And with such thanks to Hashem, because two months ago I was in a wheelchair, just such a miracle to be to be doing this. So um, and holding up these drunken fools, some of these guys were heavy. I mean, these people eat. You know, these are like Meisharim Chasidim. There's no gym in Meisharim. Okay, these, they're smash drunk, and some of them are Yavta, I love you, and and you know like. <laughs> pulling my face off kissing me with breath that just smelled like sour grapes so so listen the um so many of those guys kept saying yeah there's nothing but a sham there's not nothing but a sham yom tov remember there's only a sham so who are those guys you want to know who those guys are those guys 
are the guys who can't think. <laughs> and they just know that there's only Hashem. And they just want to be connected to Shema and nothing else directly. To the to like the source. Someone's calling me from Monroe. They're calling direct from the source of they want to be corrected directly. So check this out. So one of these guys who couldn't stop screaming Ain't no Mavada, I said to him, Listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to watch the dancing on the bleachers on the we're on bleachers facing all the other side. It's all wall of you know, five hundred on a bleacher. So so I said, I want you to stare at them and I want you to listen to the music and I want you to sense Hashem in all these vibrations. Because you're right, ain't no Milvada. That's right, there's only Hashem. But guess what? Hashem creates a world out of consciousness. This whole world, all the music ring, and these songs are that's what I'm gonna play for you. I'm gonna play for you a Carlina song like you never, like you just can't believe. So so the um anyway, bottom line is um uh oh. Oh, we got a Shalom Bias issue. Holy moly. I'm being called at four in the morning. And, oh, no, it's not four in the morning there. How do they know I'm up? This must be a real emergency. Oh, no. Shimmy Uh, 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 What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, uh, guys, if someone's calling me at that time of night, unless they know I'm up, there could be an emergency. Okay, I have to deal with emergencies. Sometimes everyone's cool if just with one sec because I'm in the middle of a point. Just one sec. Facebook, I apologize for a minute. Just got to make sure everything's okay over there. Uh, let's see. Um, status, chats. Chats. UT. Uh, Hershey took my kids somewhere. Oh my gosh. Came my father-in-law, mother-in-law broke into my house. Uh-oh. Oh no. We got a kidnapping. Okay. One sec. Uh, call. Soon. Uh-oh, things just went very south in a situation. Oh my so gosh, is that the end of this year? Um... Yeah, I'll deal with it. I just let me finish. Let me tie up a few of those. Let me tie up a few of those points. One thing. Um, <sighs> I feel bad. I bailed on those those Facebook people. The Facebook uh, recording ended. Um, yeah. So so I'm I'm gonna go to this situation, but um, but what we're talking about is um, is in answer of your question, Alicia. Is that what? Hold on one sec. We got a Hershey coming on. Uh, uh, one sec. Okay. Um, in answer to your question, is the higher, the greater. 
um, the, the word for Zion, the Jewish people in the end of days, right? It's always future tense. We talk about Zion, okay? The future. Or Chadash al Tzion To'ir, right? It's future tense, right? We're always asking for Zion in the future. Yimloch Hashem yeah? Future. We're always going future. Is that clear? So with Zion. But look at the letters. Look at the word Zion, guys. Check out the word Zion. Oh, look at that dog. Cute dog. Show me the face, please. The, um... <laughs> Amazing. So, cute. Um, I'm getting WhatsApped over and over again. So the word Zion is the word Greece. It's Yavam with the tzaddik in front of it. Okay, I'm not going to go into the details of what that means. But the word for Zion at the end of days is the word Greece with the tzaddik. Because the Greeks, they weren't interested in being tzaddikim. The Greeks were interested in the physical. That's why the Yud, they have great ideas. The Vav implements the ideas, but the Nun, the Lengenun, the Nun Soifis, goes into the dark side. You know, ideas is let's split atoms. Implement ideas is to make atomic energy. But the final noon of Yavan is, is, the, uh, is atomic bombs. If you don't have a tzaddik, what's a tzaddik? Look at the letter tzaddik. It's like in yogic position, hands in the heavens, feet on the ground, solid on the ground, all across the earth, the baseline. Keeping his toes up from out of the dark side. And the word Zion is the end of days. That's, 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 when we're, that's what we're going towards. And so, and so the Greeks and the Zion are all coming together now in the end of days that's going to happen. And that's why Joseph, who is a, the physical infrastructure of redemption in Egypt, is the numerical value. The word Yosef is 156, which is the numerical value of Zion, of Zion. And he's called Yosef HaTzadik. He's the Tzadik of Yavan. He sets up the physical infrastructure for the final redemption. May it be speedily in our days. Okay, everyone, blessing you with amazing Hanukkah. Stare in those lights, meditate, and and get do the kind of tshuva that's the deeper tshuva. It's not the tshuva for what you did. It's the tshuva for, for getting close and connected, returning back to the close connection. Shalom, everyone. Purim Sameach. Hanukkah Sameach. Blessings, everyone. Blessings. Okay, all the best. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.